Hey friends, it's Fred Greenhalgh here, producer and head of audio here at Realm. There's a new show I think you'll be interested in called Ominous Thrill. It's an anthology of character-driven dark fiction. In its next episode, titled Being True, Stuart hits his breaking point and turns to the dark web to order the end of a troublesome client. But the mysterious woman who answers his call proves to have even darker needs of her own. Here's the short preview. You want to know why? Okay. Because I can't live like this anymore. I need this solved once and for all. Then do this yourself. I have fantasized about that so many times. How it would happen. What it would be like. Feel like. I just... I need help. Professional help. Ominous Thrill is out now, everywhere you listen. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, You play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Drew Rutherford, Lisa Katz, Mouse Noun, and A. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $1 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains depictions of police corruption, psychological manipulation, doppelgangers, mentions of disturbing imagery and disasters, and mild body horror. Content warnings and full transcript are available in the show notes. Samuel Isaac Bailey, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Daily Log, November 24th, 2019, at 5.41pm, Mountain Standard Time. Not much has changed since my last log, but I will summarize the relevant information for completeness's sake. Bill, Kate, and Maria are still recovering from the operation in Pennsylvania. As am I, I suppose. Issa's working with the Forest Service to quarantine that section of Allegheny, and while the threat posed by the Araculites seems to be contained for now, I, I can't seem to convince myself that it's over. Uh, Please note, this is not a conclusion based on any new information or observations in the field, nor do I have any hard evidence to support the idea. I just have a feeling that Manita isn't done with this yet. Uh, Despite the general hospitality of the ISFA staff, I'm still not sure what to make of this place. The researchers seem reluctant to speak openly about what they're doing here, and the persistent sound of machinery convinces me that this is more than just a research installation. 
However, without access to those parts of the facility, I can do nothing but speculate. That, and hope that if Ren hears this, they'll consider increasing my clearance. I don't like being kept in the dark, and if Ren's been watching me for the past year, he should know why. Though I guess it would be more honest to say I want to get in there because I'm bored. You'd think I'd be better at handling isolation after six months alone in the mountains. Bill's barely left his room since Rob arrived, and Kate's spending all her time with her family, which I get, but still. Even Maria's spending most of the day working with Ren, helping him with some glitch on the server or other. It all kind of went over my head. That leaves Jerry, but, well, if I'm suspicious about this place, then he completely distrusts it. And Isfa. I can't really blame him. Most of us knew Ren before he brought us here, but Isfa just scooped Jerry up out of the blue. And even though I trust Ren, mostly, at least, this place is far from welcoming. I don't know. Maybe it's just paranoia, but I can't shake the feeling that there's something else here. Something dark. And it's watching us. And now a word from our sponsor, Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. And I'll tell you what, if you're in the middle of, say, wrapping up a 100-episode fiction podcast series and you do not have time to cook, you'd probably be looking for some no-prep, no-mess meals, and Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. It's perfect. They're also flexible for your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. So if you're like us, you're working on something that you love, you're in a busy time of life, what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash Sheridan50 and use the code Sheridan50 to get 50% off. That's code Sheridan50 at factormeals.com slash Sheridan50 to get 50% off. Hey friends, it's Fred Greenhouch here, producer and head of audio here at Realm. There's a new show I think you'll be interested in called Ominous Thrill. It's an anthology of character-driven dark fiction. In its next episode, titled Being True, Stuart hits his breaking point and turns to the dark web to order the end of a troublesome client. But the mysterious woman who answers his call proves to have even darker needs of her own. Here's a short preview. You want to know why? Okay. Because I can't live like this anymore. I need this solved once and for all. Then do this yourself. I have fantasized about that so many times. How it would happen, what it would be like, feel like. 
Ominous Thrill is out now, everywhere you listen. New recording, 25 November 2019, 0859. Captain Elwood, how the hell are you? Oh, can't complain, can't complain. Yeah, <laughs> the rumors are true. I'm back, full time. I know. Of all the things that take me down, let it never be said that golf isn't an extreme sport. That's no, nothing too serious, just a slip disc. To be expected, I suppose. I, I'm not a young man anymore. In whole nine is one sneaky old bastard. Oh, he did, did he? Well, I'm sure you took good care of him. How long was he laid up? Well, it shouldn't be nearly that bad. The doctor told me to take it easy for the next few months, so I probably won't be seeing him all that often. Ned Leroux, have you had a chance to meet him yet? Hmm, well, I'm sure you will soon. I'm going to be having him run most of my errands outside the station, at least for the next few months. You don't need to hide anything from him. He's my good right hand and confidant. At least for the time being. Speak to him like you're talking to me, and you'll be fine. Of course he's trustworthy. I wouldn't bring him in if he wasn't. Check his record if you must. Impeccable history of service. Not a mark to his name. It's nearly done, so I might as well tell you. I'm promoting him to deputy chief. At least until I'm back on my feet. Yes, I trust him that much. You know what it's been like in Oslo. We've gone through hell together. Yes, I have your reports on my desk. They look very... <sighs> thorough. Excellent work. I'll review them as soon as I can. It's only my first day back, after all. Can't expect to finish everything. I better let you get to it then. Take care, Elwood. Yeah, it's. It's good to be back in the chair. New recording, 25 November 2019, 11 3105. Hey, Chief. No, nothing's wrong. Just. Uh, Detective Ramos stopped by your office. She's, uh. Actually, she's still here. Yes, I told her you were out to lunch, but she says she has some files you need to review. Apparently, she made an appointment last week. No, I didn't see it either, sir. Uh, I can check with the clerks, but... I see. What did you want to show them again? It's all the code gray columns for the past few weeks. I've been processing them while you were gone, and I think there's something you need to... She says it's the code gray reports. Yes, I told her you were getting to those, but she insisted. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, I, I do think it's rather presumptuous of your time, but unprofessional? I don't know, sir. That seems a bit too harsh. I can just leave these here with you for now, if that's okay with the chief. 
Yes, I can take a look at them, sir. No, it's not a problem. You sure? All right. Put them on the desk. What's that? No, no, I don't think it's cause for disciplinary action. It's just a one-time thing. No, she's gone now. Yeah, about time. Well, I'll see you soon, Chief. New recording, 25 November 2019, 13-10-22. Commissioner Michaels, thank you for calling. I was just about to... No, it was next on my list. I just have a lot to catch up on, as you might imagine. I would think getting the department back on track should be my first priority, don't you? That's what you think, is it? Listen, Commissioner, I would have called if I'd been able to. My phone died on the way to the hospital, and I didn't get a chance to charge it until... <sighs> yes, I agree that the hospital staff should have made the call for me. I told one of the nurses to do it, but I guess they never got around to it. I assumed you knew what was going on. Well, yes, that's obvious now. But they had me on some fairly strong painkillers at the time, so you can probably understand why I didn't follow up. I don't agree with that assessment, Commissioner. And I don't think the board will either. First of all, neglect of duty implies an act of choice to abandon one's post while still able to perform the necessary duties of said post, neither of which applies to my situation. At most, it was a lapse of communication coupled with an incapacitating injury. Unfortunate, but not enough to constitute a violation of my contract or the county's trust. And second, the fact that you're calling me in your cell phone tells me that this is not a matter that concerns the commission board. But you, personally, if I didn't know better, I'd think this was some kind of play against my office. I didn't say it was, Commissioner. That's just how the situation could be misconstrued. Wouldn't want you to be accused of something by mistake, would I? Yes, I'll try to be more open with the board going forward. I apologize that it's been inconsistent the last few months. I'll do my best, Michaels. Take care. New recording, 25 November 2019, 14-35-41. Of course, I understand this is urgent, but I already told you he isn't here. No, I don't know where he went. He just said he'd be back in a few minutes. He could be taking a piss for all I know. Should I go check? Look, can't you handle this on your own? I got a whole stack of code grays on Morrison's desk from when he was out. Huh. Trees moving by themselves. People aren't looking. Rad. Sounds terrifying. Oh, no. I can see why this needs his immediate attention. Some gardeners might get hurt. So send a patrol car out to check on it. You're the dispatcher, so make the call. God, you need Morrison to hold your hand on everything that happens around here? Then quit. I don't care what you thought you signed up for. This is what we do here, and I'm sure Morrison would tell you the exact same thing if he was here. 
lights on the building failed to engage, and quote, it seems way too dark in here. Radio contact lost at 2104. Additional patrol car dispatch to scene arrived 2110. Officers Willem and Scott spoke with Mr. Mangrove, who confirmed the patrol car had not reemerged. Screaming had not ceased. Willems and Scott were prepared to approach on foot when noises from drive through cut out. Patrol car reemerged moments later. Malcolm and Conway shaken but unharmed, seemingly unaware of time past. Radio contact reestablished soon after. And I take it both officers are still fine? Sir? Neither have reported any physiological symptoms since the incident? Headaches? Dizziness? Difficulty sleeping? No, sir. At least not that I'm aware of. And was there dash cam recording when they entered the drive-thru? It was, sir. I included the footage on a CD in that file. So you did. Does it show anything? No, sir. There is a gap in the footage between 2104 and 2111. The time code just skips those minutes. But it doesn't seem like the footage is corrupted or missing. At least, not that I can tell. So, there was a strange noise from a darkened location with, let's be honest, quite outdated and probably faulty speaker equipment. A pair of officers who didn't report seeing anything and no recordings of what they were doing in those missing seven minutes. I think there are several more likely explanations in the supernatural, Detective Ramos. But what about all the other cases? Well, let's take a look. Evening of November 17th at 1804, Father Timothy of the Oslo Diocese called from Our Lady of the Desert Church to report a dark figure standing outside the sanctuary while he was attempting to lock up for the night. The figure did not answer when Father Timothy challenged it, and he was unable to find a light source bright enough to determine its identity. Officer Lambert and Detective Ramos and Detective Ramos were dispatched, arriving at 1810. Lambert and I were following up on a lead for the Wickman case nearby. They called us in on the way back to the station. Officers arrived at 1810, confirmed presence of unknown individual outside the church. Suspect fled the scene. Lambert pursued while Ramos remained behind to check on Father Timothy. Figure disappeared in the back alley. Father Timothy, unharmed but frightened, provided with police escort home at Detective Ramos' suggestion. That was very kind of you. Uh, thank you, sir. If you don't mind me asking, Detective... Why did you include this file? There's nothing unexplainable in this report. Just someone trying to harass an old priest. It's horrible, but it happens. I thought so too. At least, initially. But then I saw the dashcam footage from when we approached the church and... And... Uh, well, I included a printout. See for yourself. Jesus, what the hell is that thing? That's what our camera picked up in the split second between the headlights hitting the figure and it running. I'm still not sure what to make of it, but that sure as hell doesn't look like a human face. We really should replace those cameras. They get some very bizarre glitches, especially in low-light conditions. Sir, with all due respect, I don't think... And I think if that's what you encountered that night, you would have noticed. 
I know it's a disturbing image, but I can't say that it's proof. What about November 20th? Two separate warehouses nearly 15 miles apart found with flooded basements on the exact same day. You have to see the similarities to the Agat Shore incident. And you think the intervention of the supernatural is more likely than a broken water main? You know how much the county has struggled with failing infrastructure these past few years? Sir, both warehouses were abandoned in the 80s. Their water hasn't been connected for more than 30 years. <sighs> Did we dispatch any officers to investigate? We... Both warehouses were out near Arrowhead, and we couldn't spare anyone to check on them. By the time we got out there, they had already dried out. So, as far as we know, it could have been a false alarm. I admit that there are several disturbing parallels to the Agate Shore case, but that's all they are. Parallels. Conclusions based on what's happened before. You can't just dismiss all of these- Don't interrupt me, Ramos. I appreciate you bringing these to my attention. I understand you felt a bit in the dark for the past few weeks, but trust me, I will look into these cases when and how I see fit. But this department can't function if we're too busy chasing shadows to do our jobs. We need to be rational about it. There is nothing rational about any of this. Which is why we need to keep a level head from here on out, especially if you think you're seeing ghosts. Ten to one, there's a simpler explanation. Find it. And don't go harassing Ned if you can't find me, all right? We both know you're better than that. Yes, sir. Good night, detective. Christ. Leave him in the tunnels, I said. No one will know the difference, I said. Ah. So much for a nice office job. No wonder Morrison stayed underground. These people can hardly tie their shoes without him. Wonder what would happen if I just let him disappear again. For good this time. Might be better in the long term. Certainly easier for me. I've already made myself deputy chief, so I suppose they just have me stand in for him. For now. Is this line secure? What? I, I don't know. 
I thought you were handling that. Well, I thought I was too, but clearly there's a hole in the system somewhere. I just figured out someone's been tapping my communications for the past few months. Tapping your... Who? I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out. So I take it you haven't been getting my reports either? No, I haven't. Do you think something... Either that or the post office is running even slower than usual out here. That complicates things. It does at that. And what about the uh, activity in the tunnels? Did it work? That got complicated too. Another set of outside factors. And I assume you've got a plan to deal with those? I might. I need a few more days to get things sorted here, and then I'll update you. We've already given you weeks. I spent most of those in the hospital, in case you haven't heard. We heard. And we know it wasn't a golfing injury. Are you threatening me, Spengler? I'm giving you a warning, Edgar. Get your shit together, or we find someone who can. In the shadow, we make silence. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. The Chardon Tapes, episode 57, 
The Seat of Desolation, starring Trevor Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, Mike Kennedy and Ezra J. Wayne as Ned Thoreau, Sophie Barjon as Detective Ramos, and Ray O'Hare as The Sponsor, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. It's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused, and you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?